Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, February 3rd. And there's massive news today. And it's not really in the sports world. It is on the family front. I know some of you guys care greatly. And I got the DMs on Instagram uh, last month about it. But I discussed our, you know, joyride to try to find a golden retriever um, to adopt into our family. I, I never had a dog growing up. And the kids are interested in a dog. I've kind of come around on a dog. Even though I didn't, I had some bad experiences with dogs when I was a little kid. My brother's reaction when I told him we got a dog was, you got a dog? You? You know, because he knew, like, I I think I've told the story before. I'm not, listen, I don't mind telling the story, but we were like eight years old and we were at one of our neighbor's houses and they had a wiener dog and we all were in the basement. They had like this little basket in the basement. We were shooting hoops and somehow I ended up downstairs by myself shooting at the end. And like the wiener dog comes downstairs and is just barking at me because I guess it knew I was not a fan of dogs and it essentially corners me and it's just barking, and I try to get, I'm like eight or nine, and I'm trying to walk around the dog, no dice, dog would not let, I was like pinned down in the corner, I'm just like, what do I do, what? so I'm just standing there waiting, dog barking, finally they had to come and be like, you know, little wiener dog, whatever your name is, get away from Jason, but that like, you know, kind of messed me up, and then there were a couple dogs across the street that weren't very nice to me, 
So I, I, I basically was, a, you know, not really a huge fan of dogs growing up. That being said, the kids wanted, you know, golden retriever. And so the wife started the hunt for a golden retriever. And folks, I, we've joked about this, that it is easier to find a house in Los Angeles at a reasonable price than it is a dog. And we must have been at the one yard line at least twice. And I'm talking like at the doorstep, Ernest Biner fumble in the AFC championship game against Denver. Uh, you know, you're about to get the dog and then it just failed. So finally, you know, again, it's a little fortuitousness. Um, we were able to secure a dog. We had to drive out into BFE, also known as like Bakersfield, which is far um, to meet someone who was even driving to meet us like halfway. That's how far outside of LA you have to go to get a dog. And we got lucky, you know, my wife's scouring like Facebook groups and someone sees it and was like, hey, I got one for you. And anyways, we adopted a golden retriever and, you know, day one was yesterday and it was pretty awesome. You know, we surprised the kids when they came home from school and um, having a dog is pretty exciting. Now the dog is a little shook, you know, it's like two and a half, almost three years old. And it's a bit of a homebody, so it's like warming up to the space and everything. Hasn't barked yet, not really eating. I think he's adjusting to his new setting, but uh, it is pretty cool to have a dog. So I will be up earlier than normal and um, out and about more than normal, just simply walking a dog. Um, but you guys are here for sports, and um, obviously, I, uh, thank you, by the way, to the listeners who have purchased Girl Scout cookies. If you need the link, hit me up on social. I will give it to you. Thank you to those listeners who have already ordered, including the guy in Kentucky who ordered but did the delivery in person, not taken on the private jet out to Kentucky to deliver Girl Scout cookies. So um, the gentleman canceled his order and reordered. And I was like, what a good guy. Supporting the team. Thank you. Um, all right, on to sports. Uh, good compliments on the Greg Bedard interview. Um, you guys seem to – it's weird – I was born in New York, so I don't like any Boston teams, but the appetite for all Boston teams is massive. Uh, people seem to, obviously, we're big in New York, L.A., and then our listenership, a uh, lot of Boston fans. Uh, obviously, Patriots, um, you guys have been spoiled for two decades. That's over. That ship has sailed. Um, the new, you know, kind of mecca for sports kind of sort of feels like L.A. Um, Rams in the Super Bowl. Chargers have Herbert. Lakers have LeBron and AD. Clippers have Kawhi. I know those teams are injured right now, but LA's stacked in soccer, football, basketball, Dodgers. Um, like it's it's a pretty good time to be out here in LA for sports. That being said, have you guys noticed what's happening to McVay's coaches? He just had his fourth assistant coach plucked off his staff. Kevin O'Connell. The uh, offensive coordinator has agreed to a deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, that can't be consummated until after the Super Bowl. But I guess the agreement is done in principle. O'Connell will leave to coach Kirk Cousins. Jim Harbaugh will not be going to the NFL. Jim Harbaugh was rumored to be in the mix in Minnesota after Vegas. I thought I really did think Vegas was a slam dunk, guys. I was wrong about that. I thought, I thought it made all the sense in the world. They land McDa- uh, McDaniels. Harbaugh, it was clear, was just using Minnesota as as leverage to, you know, really shove it to those guys in Michigan who made him take the pay cut and then did not give him even more money after going to the playoff. So his little dance with the Vikings is over. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, look, another white guy getting a head coaching job. I think that's kind of the wrong way to look at it. Um, this is the This is the route I prefer. 
if you look at the coaching hires, so far, all offensive-minded guys and one defensive-minded guy, Ibraflus in Chicago. Look at the final eight teams that were left this year in the playoffs. What will you find out? All of the head coaches come from an offensive background except for two, right? You had Vrabel in Tennessee, defensive guy, and the other uh, defensive coach was McDermott in Buffalo. Well, interestingly enough, Buffalo loses its offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. He's going to coach the Giants. Look at the final eight teams in 2021. Same deal. Six of the head coaches, offensive guys, including Stefanski in Cleveland. Um, and, and I'm sure if you keep going back, what you're going to see is right now the trend is find an offensive guy, make him your head coach. And we've talked about this on the podcast. If you hire a defensive guy, he needs an offensive coordinator for his quarterback. And if the quarterback turns out any good, well, obviously it's because the offensive coordinator is very sharp and you're going to lose him. Witness Brian Dable. He's gone. Now, McVay is an offensive guy. So losing McC- McDonald, eh, you know, uh, sorry, losing Kevin O'Connell is, you know, obviously a loss. But I mean, I, I hate to sound bad, but like, listen, McVay's on his second Super Bowl trip in his five years as a head coach. He's lost four assistants. Do you think the wheels are going to fall off? I mean, he lost uh, Staley, his defensive coordinator, last year. Did it really matter? Their defense was pretty darn good. I mean, this is uh, McVeigh really has things cooking right now. They lose Zach Taylor to the Bengals. Zach Taylor gets to the Super Bowl. They lose LaFleur to the Packers. LaFleur is, you know, uh, what, 39 and 10 in three years. And two AFC, uh, two NFC championship trips. So, like, the joke used to be if you had a cup of coffee with McVay, you were getting a head coaching interview. I mean, I would extend it now. If McVay follows you on Instagram, there's a darn good chance you're going to get a head coaching interview anywhere you want. I mean, McVay right now is the hottest coach in the league. Two Super Bowl trips in five years. And, and the best part of it is, and we will get to the race aspect of this, is that McVay was never like one of these can't-miss prospects. He was obviously a legendary high school player in um, Georgia. Remember, he was the offensive player of the year over Calvin Johnson because he was, you know, McVay was this dual-threat quarterback, small, undersized guy who could run it and throw, perfect high school quarterback, and won a state championship. And then, you know, pretty evident that he was not going to be like a, a college star D1 guy or an NFL coach, so he... Uh, NFL player, so he went the coaching route. And, I mean, what he's done already is pretty incredible. I mean, give the man his props. He's 36 years old, and he's going to his second Super Bowl. I mean, you guys do know how long it took Andy Reid to get to a Super Bowl, right? Like, these things don't happen often. Now, I know he hasn't won one, and people will crap on him for that. That's fine. But this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I think when you drill down a little further and you look at all these offensive guys, what do they have in common? And this is the race thing. 
they're all like white guys. Now, why is that? That's the great question. Well, if you look at some of the defensive guys who have not gotten head coaches, they happen to all be black. Raheem Morris with the Rams. Todd Bowles. Brian Flores, who's suing the league. Uh, Graham from the Giants. Like, I think the better question is not why do we only have one black head coach, uh, Mike Tomlin, but why are black coaches going the defensive route as opposed to the offensive route? Now, yes, there are a handful of offensive-minded black coaches. Byron Lefwich, the OC, who's probably going to be the guy in um, in Jacksonville. And then, of course, Eric Bieniemy. Which is the interesting one because it's like people keep waiting for Eric Bieniemy to get a job, and you know the narrative is he he doesn't interview well, or well does he really even call plays? Well, I don't know. Nick Sirianni didn't call plays, and Nick Sirianni get a head coaching job. So it's it, it's I don't listen. I don't know Bieniemy personally. I think we we went over this in depth last coaching cycle. I kind of thought like, listen, man. The New York Giants were hot for him two years ago. Well, look at the guy they hired. He's already gone. And you really got to take the best job you can. That's what a lot of people say. Take the best job you can. Just get head coaching on your resume. And I'm like, I don't know, man. And I've talked about this as it extends to sports media and TV. Like, a lot of people say, hey, man, you got to get your own show. And I'm like, okay, well, a lot of these shows don't work out. What happens if you go on a show and it doesn't work out? Are you done? If you're the headliner, you're on billboards and it doesn't work out, what happens then? Are you toast? Do you get another crack at the, another bite at the apple? Or do they say, oh, it didn't work with him. Forget about it. Because that's what it feels like with a lot of these coaches. You get your shot. It doesn't pan out. Everybody deserves a second chance. No doubt about it. No doubt. Uh, I just, I wonder if, you know, be enemy. Do you, would you really want the Houston job? I think Flores announced the lawsuit and filed it because he didn't want the Houston job. He knows that's dead. That's, you know, dead wood. You're not going anywhere there. And it's unfortunate, but at this juncture, if I'm a young African-American coach, I'm definitely saying, you know what? I need to get up on the offensive side of the football. I need to hone my offensive chops. I need to go listen to work with Lincoln Riley and some of these offensive gurus because that's where the action's at. That's the path to a head coach. You know, you, you figure out what's going to get you on the path and then you drill down on it and go that route. Because right now it seems like, and again, these things are cyclical. 10 years from now, it may all change. But right now, offense is hot. That's what it is. If you're an offensive coach, you're in great shape. So we still don't know what's going to happen in uh, Miami. Houston remains TBD. But at this juncture, it's very clear that the offensive-minded coaches are dominating. And if you want a good look, you really should be an offensive guy. Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. Now, nobody thinks he's an offensive genius. He was the OC for Blake Bortles in Jacksonville uh, when they went to the AFC title game. McDaniel's obviously a longtime offensive guy. Dable, as we mentioned, the offensive guy. The New Orleans Saints job, it feels like it's locked and loaded for Dennis, Dennis Allen, a defensive guy. He's been there. He's been uh, it worked pretty well for him. So I do think we will get Dennis Allen in New Orleans and Byron Leftwich in in uh, in Jacksonville. I still have no clue who wants that Miami job right now. And Houston remains a colossal dumpster fire. Um, I could take shots at Hugh Jackson. Um, I, I just 
I'm like a little, I feel bad for the guy. Like Hugh Jackson chiming in, hey, uh, they tried to tell me to tank and they were going to offer me money if I would lose games. Uh, Hugh, everybody knows your coaching record. You, it's not like you won any games. In Cleveland, you were 336-1. and one. You lost games. Did you get paid for those losses? I mean, you went 0-16 in 2017. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. I just, I just feel like it's a little silly to address the Hugh Jackson stuff. Uh, he just continues to step in it and really say insane things. He's now the head coach at Grambling State. Um, he's in college. Listen, Hugh Jackson had a great run in the NFL. Um, he was offensive coordinator for the Raiders, head coach of the Raiders with the Bengals, the Browns, uh, was it the Falcons guy was in the NFL for what? 15, 15 years. It's a great run. He's now 56. He's coaching Grambling. Um, Grambling State, I hope he has a successful run there. But like, let's just chill with this whole, like, oh, they paid me to lose game. Like, no, let's just stop that. Uh, I want to quickly, just ever so briefly, talk about a story in the NBA because we haven't done a lot of NBA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's a Ben Simmons profile that was dropped by Ramona Shelburne earlier this week. And a quick backstory. You guys know I'm Team Ben Simmons. I'm a big fan. Uh, Once we moved out here to L.A., um, I joined the local gym, which happens to be the old Clippers facility. And as you guys know, I think I've told the story. When I went to Pennsylvania, one of the things you did was you... I joined the local gym, pick up basketball, working out. Um, that's kind of my jam. That's where I like meet people and kind of be friends with them. Um, and in Pennsylvania, one of the guys I met played professionally internationally. And um, it turned out that I got to be buddies with his agent. And, you know, he was able to bring me in on some deals, uh, i.e. jumping in, in an ownership stake in the New Zealand Breakers and later... Um, Nicoxa, the Liga MX team, uh, you just, the, the relationships and, and friendships that I've made w- were pretty great in Pennsylvania at the, at that gym. And then in LA, when you move out here, he's the first thing, Oh, one of the pickup games. Oh, they got referees here this day and this day. And pretty quickly, a couple guys noticed, Oh yeah, you're a guy on TV. So of course you, they, they kind of talk to you and, you know, you befriend him and, oh, you got to be my buddy. He trains this guy, this guy. He trained this guy before the draft. Uh, him and his friends are tight with Ben Simmons. Whoa, what? Um, and you become friendly with these guys. And, you know, they would tell me all this, oh, Ben Simmons, the work ethic, he's a great guy and blah, blah, blah. And I I bought in hook, line, and sinker. I like Ben Simmons. Big fan of his work. Um, got the Magic Johnson. Honestly, he's a Magic Johnson type player. Not the offensive guy Magic is, but the potential is there. Magic was not a great shooter, by the way. At any rate, so I would defend Ben Simmons at all costs. Be like, I can't shoot. So what? He's like 23. Who cares? He'll figure it out. And then the blow-up happens during these last playoffs. And I remember it because we were on a trip in Hawaii. And I'm watching the game. I think it was game seven against the Hawks. And I, I remember what we're at, like the 
the bar poolside and I see Ben Simmons just not playing well and then the pass and it's just like, oof, oh boy. And you knew it was kind of one of those, that's it for him in Philly. And again, I, I was being a guy who was friendly with some of the Ben Simmons um, people in her circle, I knew he he didn't want to go to Philly in the first place when he was drafted. He tried, if you guys remember, he tried like hell to get to L.A. He wanted to be out in L.A. The three is every summer. You know, he likes that scene with Kendall Jenner and all these famous people. And he wanted to be in L.A. And I know people will poo-poo and say, oh, no, he, he capitulated and gave it. Yeah. When he exhausted all efforts to avoid Philly and being drafted by Philly, at the end, he's like, all right, well, I, I guess I'll have to go to Philly and start. And then he goes there and they have some success and he likes it and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, as soon as the season ended, boom, he was going to L.A. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, a lot of people get out to L.A. All the players are out there. He really liked the lifestyle out here. Would Wanted to be here badly. And as soon as it went sideways after that Game 7 against Atlanta, you know, the fans went after him and kind of understandably so, although... They, you know, the Philadelphia meatballs get aggressive. And Ben Simmons was done. He was He's not going back. And then Doc Rivers kind of takes a shot at him. Uh, obviously, Embiid did. Got ugly. I, I don't know why anybody in Philly thought he would go back. And th- what this story by Ramona Shelburne Chronicles is, like, what's been happening behind the scenes? And the answer basically is nothing. <laughs> like, Ben Simmons, I didn't realize this. He's going to the facility for team meetings and he's like sitting in them and he's like not talking and he's leaving (laughs) and going to work out at another gym and he's going to play pickup games with Dion waiters and random former ball players in the Pennsylvania area and the story is just confusing like what the hell and he got paid a bunch of money he got paid the first 25 percent of his salary and then after that he's not gotten paid I think something like 19 million and at this point, it's a principal thing. He's, you know, there's no chance he's going back. Under no circumstances will he ever play for the Sixers again. Right? And the Sixers seem to know that. But they're not because it's Daryl Morey. Now, I think if it were pretty much any other GM, Ben Simmons would have been traded. But, of course, it's Daryl Morey who took the job. And he got out of Houston. He's now in Philly. And it's one of these situations where it's like, I'm not doing the deal. I'm just not doing a bad trade. And, of course, they go on a hot streak recently and Maury's off the hook and then they lose to the Wiz last night and, you know, who knows what that'll spiral to and when Embiid has to miss his next set of games. But I just, long-term, I don't know why they don't just trade Simmons. Like, how awkward is it when you've got your whole team in film sessions and meetings and then at the end, probably your second most overall talented player walks out the door and leaves. And I know that people are saying, well, Jay, how can you defend this guy? Like, why can't he just play? And, you know, it, that's the problem with this Shelburne story. It doesn't present a good case. It just, not at all. Like, no, it, it, there's really no meat. He just basically is saying, I don't want to be there anymore. And I know I have four more years on my deal left and I don't care. And I, I, I mean, I understand why he doesn't want to be there. You know, should he have signed that huge deal to keep him there? Well, then that's a fair question. If he knew he didn't want to be there, well, things were going okay. Doc Rivers comes in, things not going okay, you know? And he don't want to play there. 
shouldn't you let him go? And yeah, but he's got four years left. Okay, well, guess what? You might be doing it on principle. Hey, we're not going to give him what he wants. We are not. We're holding from. Okay, fine. Well, you're losing your second best player. You're going to sputter your wheels in the East. I'm almost certain they're not going to get out of the first round of the playoffs. And then what? So you held firm on Ben Simmons. You didn't want to pay him. And, oh, you got knocked out of the first round of the playoffs. You're telling me there was no deals on the table that could have improved your team and made you a contender in the East? In an East where the Bucks are kind of sort of sleepwalking? In an East where the Miami Heat have now, I mean, they're now the best team in the East. They will be finishing with the best record, I mean, short of massive injuries. The schedule is very easy. Chicago Bulls are deteriorating due to injuries. Um, the Cavaliers' schedule is favorable, but let's be realistic. Houston is way too young, and the injuries, uh, especially a guard, are really going to hurt this team. The Nets, they can't win anything. I mean, they lost five straight. Uh, Kyrie Irving not playing home games. You know, James Harden. I mean, and look at the rest of these. The Hornets? Raptors? Hawks? Like, you could argue, man, why doesn't Philly just do a deal to get a little bit better? And they'll have a shot to win the East. Because you know that without Simmons, they're not winning anything. Maybe a first-round series. I would say no. But I guess my only thing is, if you're a Sixer, you're just looking at this, and you if you read this story, you're like, this is kind of dumb, Ben. Like, I, I you need more. And I will say, his one argument, or it's not really his, it's a source close to Simmons, saying that, hey, man, Joel Embiid was critical of me after the Hawks series, but according to sources close to Simmons, he's upset that Embiid seemed to blame uh, him for last season's playoff loss when Simmons did not blame Embiid for Embiid's poor showing in the playoffs against the Raptors in 2019. Now, I don't know if you guys remember that. First of all, Embiid was not great in that series, but blame? He wasn't even the best player on the team. That was Jimmy Butler. Embiid averaged only like 17, shot poorly, but they lost that series because Kawhi Leonard hit a freak three-pointer. That's it. I mean, yes, they melted down down the stretch in Game 7. They could have won that game. They just offensively, you know, uh, Butler, it just didn't work. Um, and some people will say, you know, Butler and Embiid did not get along. And Embiid thought it was his team. And I, that was their best team. It's very clear. The one with Butler, Embiid, Tobias Harris as like your four, right? And and, um, and uh, Ben Simmons as your two or three. That That was an awesome team. Uh, J.J. Redick was on that team. Like, they were stacked. And they should have won that series. Um, I, lo- I looked deep into the playoff boxes. I know people are going to try it out the plus-minus. Embiid was great on the plus-minus. Okay, fine. Uh, he did shoot 37% from the field. Um, led the team with 28 turnovers, uh, which is double what Jimmy Butler had. Um, yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons averaged 11, 7, and 4, uh, but shot 60% from the field. Jimmy Butler was their best player, no doubt about it. Um, I, it. It's a tough, tough argument to try to blame Joel Embiid for that series. Like, I don't think he was the best player or even the second best, but to blame him? I, I Like, if that's what you're standing on, like, hey, you guys blame me. Well, what about the blame? Like, I don't like that finger-pointing crap, man. Come on, Ben Simmons. You're, you're Ben Simmons. You're probably one of the 25 most talented basketball players on planet Earth. And that is not an exaggeration, guys. 
This is a three-time All All Star who was, uh, I believe, an All NBA player, uh, defensive of the year, defensive player of the year candidate in his prime. Like Ben Simmons is tremendous. Let's see how old he is right now. Twenty-five years old, turns twenty-six in July. Basically, just wasting a year. Should he have developed a jump shot? Obviously. Like, what's next for him? I don't know, man. It's it's bleak. I saw in the story he got engaged to some famous person in in uh, London, but I, it's just it's tough for me reading that. You got again. I've been a Ben Simmons defender. It's tough for me to read that and continue to defend him. So I'm just going to sidestep the Ben Simmons topic. Um, until there's some sort of resolution. But uh, a little bit of NBA, good chunk of NFL, and tomorrow we have a special guest, unless he cancels at the last minute. Pretty big name. If you are closer to my age than like a 22-year-old, you will really like this guy. One of the you know announcers that probably has a case from like 1980 onward to be on the Mount Rushmore for the great announcers in sports. And that's all I'll say. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.